Did you think there was a tear? Wrong again, friend. It's my beer. Course Light, the world's most refreshing beer. Been in here for three days, trying to recreate the ice-cold refreshment of a Course Light. I failed! I hate failing! No, I feel annoyed! Coors Light, the world's most refreshing beer. Have you ever had frost bite your hair? That's nothing compared to the ice-cold refreshment of the Coors Light. The world's most refreshing beer. Hello. Yes. I'm Van Damme. My pants froze. And froze hard. So tight. Even thinking about it takes me back. Have you ever seen a man penguin walk after an intense mating season? Have you? When a man's pants freeze as rock solid as mine. Let me tell you, my friends, <laughs> even that was nothing compared to the ice cold refreshment of a coarse light. Man, my pants were tight. Coarse light, the world's most refreshing beer. Hello. Yes. I'm Van Damme. It was 22 years ago today. I was alone in the Rockies. My clothes were taken by big sweaty bears. I was scared. I was left with nothing except my tight leopard print on the pants. My nipples were so cold they started talking to me. Let me tell you, friends, that was the closest I've ever been to the ice-cold refreshment of the Coors Light. Yeah, Coors Light, the world's most refreshing beer. All right, and away we go. What's up, everybody? Welcome to this level of All Up In Your Geek, the best hour of your week. You're welcome. And with me, as always... Money here. Live. Tape delay. The Goobliet. And this is your homie, Flash Rodman, revving it up to ninja bitch mode. And this is Lou, a.k.a. Puerto Rican Judo, coming to you from the All Up In Your Geek studio. The only one actually here. This quarantine is still going on. And with that, let's geek up. All right, so we got some emails. Here's the mail. It never fails. It makes me want to wag my tail. When it comes, I want to will. To the sack. How dare someone listen to the best hour of their week and have an angry face? I agree that I've never heard anyone on your podcast refer to it as a gaming podcast ever. When it was recommended to me, I was told that if I like nerdy stuff, then I'd love this podcast. And I do. I prefer the variety because I talk games enough with my friends, and it seems like there's a good enough mix of everything in each level. Keep saddling up, buckaroos, and I'll be ready every week to do the same. Sincerely, Arcadio. Arcadio, what's up? Yeah, a little bit listener backup. Hell yeah. Finally. <laughs> yeah, right? right now. <laughs> uh, yeah, I see. I, I knew that we weren't the only ones that knew we never said this was a gaming podcast. Right. Well, thank you, Arcadio. Always great to hear from you, buddy. I hope you're doing well. Yeah, man. Same here. And thanks for the support. Thanks for listening. And definitely thanks for having our back on that. Yes. So we, uh, so we have a. Oh, I'm sorry about. No, no, no. I was just gonna, you know, I was gonna just ditto and, you know, just remind Arcadio to, you know, keep those saddles on <laughs> tight. <laughs> Our second email here really isn't an email at all, but it is a, a listener interaction, if you will. All right. Our good buddy, avid listener Ryan, called me out about my compatib- my backwards compatibility comment from last week. 
about how these new next generation systems, I think I was speaking of the PlayStation 5 specifically, but if not, and I just said the next generation consoles, mm-hmm. not being backwards compatible, he emailed me an article. I believe it was from Game Radar, although don't quote me on the on the source. All right. But, um, but I more meant, and I should have clarified this at the time, but I more meant the original systems, the one, the two, the three, because I have hundreds, literally an entire library of games that I'm not going to be able to play on the next generation because as far as I know, and according to this article, the backwards compatibility only goes back to the four, which really doesn't do me any good because most of those games will be digital anyway. Right. Whereas, like I said, the one, the two, and the three, I probably have three or 400 games just taking up space. Mm-hmm. Real space. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I guess I should have been a little bit more clear when I made that comment to begin with. So to our avid listener, Ryan, you, sir, are correct. And I apologize. Wait, what, what was, what was the, what was in question? I'm, I'm confused. I think from the, from the response that I got from him, it was something along the lines of, he was like, yeah, but they are backwards compatible. And he sent me this article Mm -hmm. in the same text. And, after I read the article, I said, yeah, you know, I was more talking about the older systems because the article specifically talks about how the five will be backwards compatible with the four. Mm-hmm. And like I said, I'm more interested in the 300, 400 physical copies of games that I have for the one, the two and the three. And I didn't make that clear when we originally had the discussion last week. I just right. said backwards compatibility and that it's not going to be backwards compatible. Oh, I, I see. I understand. So... Well, I, you know, it's, it's still kind of early on in this whole next gen discussion. And, you know, we'll, we'll, I, I got a, I got a small topic about that, um, you know, later on, but, uh, I think I wouldn't be surprised if that's all they're announcing now. And as we get closer to some other reveals, they will have some other plan for that. Meaning, meaning Sony, because I think Sony is the only one. Because uh, there's only two next gen consoles, right? We're talking about Sony and Microsoft, and right, yeah. I don't. I I think Sony might have bigger plans, and they're just playing it close to the chest. I could be wrong. This is just me me spitballing, but I I yeah, think I feel yeah. Go ahead. No, no. I was gonna say I feel like their their classic game sales on the PlayStation Store is too big a market, mm-hmm. and they make too much money from that. I think they want you to rebuy all those classic games. Hey, it's only three bucks. It's only five bucks. Right. See, yeah, it's this- a good. That's a good point. Yeah, because like, and they, it's sort of like that loophole thing. Well, it's like, oh, well, it sort of is because you could still play your PS One games on your PS Five. You know, kind of deal. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it got weird somewhere around the three because the two, if I recall, was completely backwards compatible. Right. Yes. And then the three, the early versions were, but not with every game. Mm-hmm. And then the later versions, they they took the emulation out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I don't know, it got weird somewhere in that generation, and since then, it's just been wonky at best. Right. right. Well, I think they, they cut it out, because when they made the later models of the PS3, it was, a, I think, all a cost-saving thing. So, mm-hmm. you know, the less the less things in it, the cheaper it could be. Although, right. although sure. all of them still played PS1, <laughs> for some reason, yeah. that they couldn't afford. <laughs> yeah, weird. Well, you know, I, I've got some thoughts on that, and I think that um, I will save that for later on in the show. Are you in search of your very own Goobliette? Well, Frank Morales is your guy. He has experience working with sellers, buyers, renters, and anybody else you can think of. Frank's your hookup, baby. You can get a hold of him at Supreme Realty, which is located at 620 to 624 Orange Street in Newark. Don't beat yourself with the ugly stick. Give Frank's team a call at 973-461-3912 or shoot him an email at fmsupremerealty at gmail.com. And tell him all up in your geek sent you. Boom. So guys, I came across this article and I thought it was hilarious. So I wanted to get your take on it. All right. Picture this. Coronavirus hits. We're all in quarantine. We're all in lockdown. 
And the day just goes by too fast, you know, doing homework with the kids and occupying the kids. So five, six o'clock rolls around and you haven't done anything yet for dinner. Shit, right? Mm -hmm. Real quick, you got to find some place to eat, some place that'll deliver during these ridiculous apocalyptic times. So you jump up on your phone and you look at it. Oh, you know what? Oh, look, Pasquale's. It's a restaurant listed on Grubhub. All right. Sells pizza, wings. It's yeah. even got its own logo. Right. Everything's done online. You, you place your order. Boom. It tells you it's going to come in 35, 40 minutes. Awesome. You're set. Yeah. The food gets there. And you look at the pizza you just ordered. You're like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> it looks like a cardboard box. So you go back into your phone and you start doing some research. All right. This place is called Pasquale's. Sounds pretty Italian, right? I guess. Okay. You give them a call. Hey, uh, yeah, this is Pasquale's. What can I get you? Well, Pasquale, <laughs> you know, I ordered online and I don't know. I kind of got the feeling that this was, you know, real Italian eatery. And now the food comes and it kind of looks like it's frozen pizza out of a box. What's the problem? It's an authentic Italian from Pasquale. Right out of your frozen food in store. So, so you jump back on the app. All right, you hang up with the guy. You jump back on the app and you do a search for the address. You're like, I've never seen this place. I'm familiar with my area. And you see that the address matches one Charles Entertainment Cheese. Oh, yes. Yes. Oh, man. Mr. Cheese has done it again. Pasquale. Pasquale is the chef at Chuck E. Cheese's. (laughs) Oh, that's great. That's great. This is is a real thing. I love it. (laughs) Wow. How awesome is that? That is actually pretty funny. That is awesome. Yup, fucking Cheeto Chuck E. Cheese is your pandemic solution for authentic Italian pizza. <laughs> you will never oh, go God. to Cheese's again as an adult, and they're still yeah. taking you for a ride. Oh yeah, that's right. Go for a ride, <laughs> all right. <laughs> Unbelievable. Oh that's... God, I guess I guess no one's coming inside, so they got to make money somewhere. But that pizza is the shittiest pizza, like. Of all time. What the fuck is this shit? It's, it's barely even pizza. It's you know, like tomato sauce on a cracker is more pizza than that shit. It's not even tomato sauce. It's like ketchup on a cracker. Yeah, right. Or that. So they incorporate it under a different name. They yeah, create a different logo. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Hold, hold on. What's, what's the difference between a Chuck E. Cheese logo and a Pasquale's logo? That's the thing. The logo. Authentic Italian. What's the matter with you? We forget about it. The mouse in the red. We give you Pasquale's, and I give. And if you have your tickets, you can turn them in. I give you an eraser. <laughs> oh man! So the logo that I saw just looked like a, a little red circle, and it said Pasquale's in it. You know, a typical wow. restaurant logo. There was nothing special about it. That's funny. That, I thought that was hilarious. I was, I was, I was laughing out loud reading that. Oh, that's great! No, that's awesome. Yeah. That's so freaking great. So now, did who? I'm assuming this did not happen to you. What the hell happened with the pizza? I want to know. No, honestly, I read an article about it online about people doing this, and they all seem to to be pretty good sports about it. Because mm-hmm. I mean, look, they got they got taken. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What what are you gonna do? Mask up and take it back? <laughs> right. So I, I mean, that was it. There, there, there's no punchline. That is the punchline. Wow. Oh yeah. That's all. That's all you need. <laughs> that's pretty funny. Oh my god. That's, you know, yeah. I got this new this new segment I wanted to to debut tonight and see what you guys thought real quick. It's not going to take long. All right. Nothing like Bob's final fantasy game from last week. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. The coma inducing final fantasy game, right? The rules are very simple. I'm going to read you one question, multiple choice. All right. How well do you guys know me? 
how well do you really know somebody? Well, you're about to learn a lot more about me. I'm going to take you on a journey All of right. my life in the coming weeks. Oh. What toy did I sleep with growing up? Was it A, an Ultimate Warrior WWF wrestling buddy? <laughs> was it B, Teddy Ruxpin? Or was it C, a glow worm? I'm going to guess... C glowworm. Um, you know, I'm I'm gonna go with A. The correct answer is indeed C, a glowworm. <laughs> we start the the journey off as a wait. Hold hold on. So so even even back then you were sleeping with phallic looking things. Splurge. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't tell you where I slept with it. What part of my body? <laughs> But as a little money, I was a wee bit fairy, if you will. I, you know, I, I also had a glowworm. I mean, I forget what age I was when I had it, but I had a glowworm. You know what? In retrospect, and all these toys were awesome. Yeah. I, I and I also had a Teddy Ruxpin. So. I, I never had any of those three, but my sister had a Teddy Ruxpin. Okay, you see, I always wanted a wwf wrestling buddy but yeah. just never got one i had a my i had a my pet monster i love that thing i oh yeah me too me too i, I still have a my pet monster i keep <laughs> them in my pants oh. <laughs> i never had a teddy ruxpin either it was a cool so, toy uh, what's that it was a cool toy that teddy ruxpin it was pretty cool actually good. i think i still have mine wow. good stuff. great 80s toys yeah definitely And I'm spent. Oh, that's it? Oh, I thought that's there was it? another question. No, no, that's it. Just one per week. Oh, you one, oh you're going to keep us waiting one per week? You, well, it worked because I was waiting for the next one. One per week. That's it. I told you it was going to be a quick boom. How well do you know me? And as I will take you through the chapters of my life. Interesting. <laughs> yes. See, my, my game's too long. Money's game's too short. <laughs> you got to come up with a game that's right in the middle. All right, I, I got to come up with a segment that's just just the right size. Yeah, yeah. arms, bitch. So I'm a pussy. <laughs> uh, well, you know, you know what? Have you guys heard about the news of the Snyder Cut? I have not. The Snyder Cut? Yes. No. Is that like an 80s haircut with a rat tail? Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, but there there's um, there was some breaking news the other day. Because um, it looks like HBO is, is launching their streaming service, uh-huh. HBO Max. Yes. Have you guys heard of that? Yes. Okay. Yes. So... Indeed. So shortly, you know, shortly after that, um, they announced the fabled Snyder Cut of the Justice League will be coming to the HBO Max. Nice. Uh, next next year in 2021. So, and they're actually. I'm sorry. No, I was, I was going to say, D, D Money, this, this couldn't be any more up your alley. Seriously. <laughs> not only is this, you know, uh, a really long movie, but it's a comic book movie, and it's a it's a super duper director's cut of a comic book. So you're so down for this; it's not even funny. It was made. I can hardly contain my excitement. It was made just for right. you. <laughs> yes. So I don't know. I thought it was pretty interesting. So what they're because um, I don't know if everybody knows the story, but you know, Zack Snyder did um, you know Batman versus Superman, and mm-hmm. you know he was scheduled to do the Justice League, and then there was some sort of tragedy. That happened to him and he had to kind of step away and they hired, you know, Josh Whedon, who had done, you know, the first two Avengers, although the second Avengers kind of sucked and they sort of fired him. And then like DC's like, yeah, we'll take him. And, <laughs> you know, he kind of went in and sort of re- redid it stuff and kind of made it more like Avengers and Marvel movies and not as dark and gritty as the DC ones were. And, you know, the movie came out and it was it was a giant turd, basically. <laughs> 
Um, it, it did well in China, but um, <laughs> everywhere else it, it, it did it did pretty shitty. I mean, I, I saw it. You know, I went in with like super low expectation, and I was just like, eh. You know, I mean, it sucked. I couldn't say it didn't suck, but it was like a. You know, I felt like the same way with Rise of Skywalker, where it was a mess, but it was a watchable mess. But, um, but the funny thing is, I I even asked my my younger nephew at the time. I was like, "Hey, you see Justice League?" And he was like, "Yeah." I was like, "Oh, did you like it?" He's like, "No, it sucked." And I'm like, "All right, this movie's in trouble." <laughs> um, <laughs> so, but basically, you know, once once it flopped, everyone was like, "Hey, you know, where is this Zack Snyder cut?" And it's it, it was this whole debate online where people are like, "It exists. It doesn't exist." You know they're no, they're never going to release it, blah blah blah. So basically, they they are going to release it. But the interesting thing about it is that they're actually going to spend like another twenty or thirty million to actually do more special effect shots, right? Uh, to kind of finish it, and because uh, uh, Darkseid, who's like the big baddie in DC, mm-hmm. uh, you know, sort of like the Thanos of DC, uh, he wasn't in the original cut, but he's actually going to be in this new cut, and they had a. a an actor who did the voice work, he confirmed that he worked on it and did some scenes. Nice. So that's going to be all, all in there. And, uh, they're going to, I think they're going to redo <laughs> those terrible shots of Henry Cavill where they, they CG'd over his mustache, yeah. <laughs> which was looking like shit. So they're going to fix that. And yeah, so it's going to come, come out next year on the streaming service, but they're going to break it up. I think they're going to do, do it in parts. So I think they will be like, uh, like five parts or, or six parts, something like that to right. be sort of episodic. And I, I, I don't know. I think, I think it's pretty cool. I think it's interesting. The first version sucked. So I'd be curious to see if, if his version is better. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm curious to see if you do, you, I don't know if you guys care or you, or not, or you think this is like a cool, they've, they've had director's cuts in the past, but this is something unique where there seems like they're really spending a lot of money to redo it. Do you think this is a good idea for films or, should we not bother? Just let it die. You know, um, I'll be completely honest. I did not see the Justice League movie. And I didn't go see it because I, I was the same as you. I just didn't have high expectations for it. And I didn't want my image of of my favorite superhero of all time tarnished. Um, but I have to correct that. So I'm going to watch it. But I have heard that this director's cut is supposed to be unbelievable. Um, yeah. Or at least a much better version than than what we got. So you know, do I think it's a good idea? I'm, I, I don't. I guess it's not terrible that if you really fuck something up that bad that you can't fix it. But then you you know it gets into that weird argument of if it's okay to accept it for a movie, then what? Wh- why is everyone barking about video game developers that do it? They release a bare bone shit. And then they mm-hmm. realize that it's shit, and then they redo it, and everybody like, eh, no, it's too late, fuck it. But if we're doing it for movies, it's not really much different. I, I, I don't know. I guess I don't really see a, I don't really see a problem with it per se. Um, but if it gets out of control, like I guess it does with <laughs> with video games, that it could be a problem. Oh, so you're looking at this as a uh, a movie patch dlc <laughs> exactly the 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 un the uh the director's cut is dlc for the original movie right <laughs> you know i don't know i don't want to beat the dead horse but i'm going to i just i i, I miss the times where you paid 50 bucks for your game for your you know you, you went you had your experience and that was the end of it it was all included in the box you had everything you needed a to z mm-hmm. and that was the end of it there was no dlc you know, there were no remakes, there were no director's cuts, and I'm, I know I'm not a big movie guy, so my opinion doesn't hold that much water, but I would say the same thing about a movie. Okay. You know, you you pay to see the movie, you go, you see it, you have an opinion of it, you can talk about it with your buddies, you can, you know, whatever, but it is what it is. Leave it as is. Yeah, so you just just let it, let it die. Yeah, you know, the, I don't know, man. Like, I... I'm I'm really I'm really teetering on the f- the fence with with where I stand on that. I mean, I think that yeah. in a sense money's right. You know, it was comforting to know that, you know, we were growing up going to the movies, buying a game or buying a movie once it was available to be bought or anything. You buy it, you watch it, you play it and, you know, it holds a place and and that's it. There's nothing else. 
Um, mm-hmm. However, you know, and and I'm speaking now uh, only about video games because this is the first that I've heard that they've done something like this with a movie. Um, there's something rewarding to me about playing a game that I paid, let's just say $60 because that's the average price right now. You know, there's something intriguing about paying 60 enjoying the game, it being a good game, and then, you know, they add stuff to it. And if you want to experience more, you have the option to pay mm-hmm. an additional 10 or 15 or whatever to continue that story. Or maybe they add another character story. Uh, maybe sometimes they give you some extra shit that you didn't have originally. Um, you know, I, I don't really see a problem with that model. The only place where that model gets really fucked up is with this um, this pay to win scheme. Like if there's specific yeah. things that you're buying to have an advantage that you can't get, that could potentially be a problem. I'm still not 100 percent sure that having that type of advantage is that big a deal, because if you suck at a game, you suck at a game. It doesn't you know, it doesn't matter how much special shit you have. Um, but I yeah. think that portion of that type of model is is what can be more dangerous than just, you know, paying extra for something that you like. All right. I mean, I get it. I I definitely see both sides to the coin, but I would argue that the extra stuff you're paying for today Mm. is stuff that would have been included in the base game 25 years ago. Yeah. I I don't think, I don't think I would deny that. I think that as this, as, as any industry has evolved, they have found, more ways to draw money out of us. And, you know, I think that's what it comes down to. And, you know, I don't blame them. Shit. If, if I was in that position, I would be trying to find ways to make revenue also. Um, and mm. if, you know, if, if like, if I have a movie theater and I'm going to charge you, you know, $18 to come see my movie and then, you know, Oh, you want a combo pack too with popcorn and soda and candy. That's another $30 just for that. And guess what? If you pay an extra $2, you get the special fucking cup that you get to take home. <laughs> you know, hell yeah. If you're paying that extra six dollars, you could drink your drink now instead of waiting until you sit down. <laughs> exactly. Well, I I have a friend. I might have told this story once before, I'm not sure. If I if I did, just cut me off and, and that'll be that. I have a friend who is divorced from his wife. His son came over one night and he had to work. Mm-hmm. So his son, I believe, was twelve years old at the time. Alright. So the guy went to work. And left him with his PlayStation. The kid was a big Fortnite guy. The guy said on his next credit card bill, the kid spent $2,187 on Fortnite shit. What? And and PlayStation would not refund it, or, or Epic, or whoever that goes to. I, and I... Uh, I'm willfully ignorant here. It depends on on where it's ordered from. Depends on where the revenue goes. Mm -hmm. Uh, But, wow, that's wild. But he he said he called for a refund, and he explained the situation, and they told him there was nothing that they could do. And this guy was beat out of $2,200 because his kid went on some sort of outfit spree or costume spree or whatever you buy in that stupid fucking game. Well... God. I mean, not 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 for nothing, but I mean, you shouldn't leave your kid unattended on a system that has your credit card information. You know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or at least well, put honestly, at like, least put some type of protection. You have to buy to rack up twenty two hundred dollars. Seriously, I don't know. I mean, I think I know a lot of people who would argue you don't leave your twelve year old son at home by himself. You know, especially in a divorced situation, because that can only lead to trouble. But I don't know what this kid bought. I mean, between the three of us, I don't even know if the story's true. I mean, it seems like a strange thing to make up. <laughs> right, right. But, and, and he ordered he ordered twenty five Pasquale pizzas from the Pickham Pizzeria. But you know what? That's a problem to me. It's a problem to me that every time my kids are jumping on the PlayStation and playing whatever game it is that they're playing. That I have to, you know, keep a close eye that they're not buying the the red hat and the green hat and the blue hat you don't for six ninety nine. That's the thing. You don't <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to keep a close eye. There's protections for that. You can set passwords and all kind of shit that 
you know, and and I'm right. the one with the main systems in the house, and I protect my own shit to save myself from myself. <laughs> if I practice the art of protection, I would not have three children. Well, this is true. This is true. You like it raw? I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> with my glow up. Yeah, with your glow up. <laughs> Um, no, you know what? That is that is a problem. Um, you know, and I I think I think Fortnite is is a good example of that. Like, I mean, there are so many different things that you can purchase in the in game that it. I mean, it's ridiculous. You know, I've not spent nearly that amount of money, um, you know, on my on my kids to have Fortnite stuff. But for birthdays and stuff like that, I'll get them the V Bucks and they can download, you know, whatever they want. But I don't have any information stored on their systems where they can just buy things at will. That's not going to happen. Right. Um, and I right. yeah. I like to think that they know better than that because they've not done it yet. Um, and I hope they don't because, I mean, I don't want to go to jail. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, it's very tempting, especially that's it's very tempting in that game. Just yesterday I was uh, I was playing some Fortnite with my son and I was considering um buying the damn season pass because i'm almost done with it anyway well i don't want to lose all that shit that i work hard for like i got some of the free stuff that's in their tier system but i'm pretty high up so i could get a lot of other free shit but i don't want to pay 10 bucks for it i I don't know yeah that's how they get you that is that's that's just the beginning and i've already done it for call of duty i don't know if i'm ready to you know do more than one battle pass at a time Yeah, well, like I said, just let me pay my my one-time fee for the game and let that be the end of it. I'm good with that model. I hear you. Now, you know what? I've I've kind of stuck to that model for a lot of things and there's there's some games that I buy additional shit for um just because yeah. I like the game, I like the genre and you know, it's cool to I'm a customization guy. I like to customize characters. So, you know, I'm into that shit. But I mean, for the, going back to the uh, to the director's cut, you know, just try to swing back onto topic. I I don't know if this is a good thing for movies. I think it might be a good thing for this movie because they fucked yeah. it up. But is now the expectation going to be well, fuck up a movie and work whatever budget you got, and then you can fix it later in the director's cut or producer's cut or the right. super duper unseen footage from under the grave? Like I mean, it's. <laughs> I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Yeah, no, I would. I think I would agree, Lou, with with what you're saying. I think in this particular case for this particular film, I think I think I I would say yes. I am curious to see it just because of the situation that happened. You know, because the guy who was, you know, running it, the guy whose vision it was, for whatever reason, didn't really get to complete his vision. So I kind of like the idea of him going back and saying, hey, this is actually what I wanted to release, Mm -hmm. not the turd that actually came out. Mm -hmm. So for this particular case, I think I'm for it. But uh, yes, I would also say in the same breath that I don't really want to see every single movie now. Because, I mean, mean, look at at the way everything is. Look at all the fan bases. Does any – every – does anyone ever agree on nope. anything anymore? Does, can we all say, oh, this is a good movie? Or 50% of the people are like, that's the greatest movie ever. And the other 50% are like, that's the worst fucking thing I've ever seen. So, I mean, are we going to have two, exactly. three versions of every movie coming out? I I, I definitely would not be in, like, in favor how, of that. How would you... How, how, would you how would you feel if they were like, oh, we're going to have director's cuts for... All of the last three final trilogy of Star Wars done by, you know, fucking David Filoni. Uh, well, actually, before that. <laughs> I, I would be for I would be for that, too. But it, this is now a this is now a slippery slope where, you know, any yeah, shitty movie, I, right. any shitty movie, they're going to be like, well, we're going to get another director to do it. It's going to be the director's cut. Right. Even though they yeah. weren't even the director in the first place. And, yeah. and why is that? And why is that my fucking problem, Bob, about this? This poor sap and his tragedy story which i'm sure is very sad but i just don't give a shit so i pay 15 bucks to see the movie Mm -hmm. it blows Mm -hmm. and now i gotta pay more fucking money for them to fix it like they should be giving this shit out for fucking free well that that was my next point it well it is with your subscription to hbo max (laughs) so it has to be enough to get you to subscribe to hbo max yeah well that's not good enough why not you're gonna you're gonna get Dark Side's balls right in your face in 3D. <laughs> no, you know what? I, just keep it the way it was. You know, don't release bare bone movies the way we've 
falling into releasing bare bones games and then fixing them later on. No, thank you. No, thank you. All right. Well, one more little tidbit. Um, they just announced today or, or yesterday SNK is releasing. Lou, I'm, I'm directing this to you. Streets of Rage S- 5. Streets of Rage 5. No. <laughs> <laughs> Actually going to be a Samurai Showdown collection, a brand new one. And it's nope. coming to Steam, Epic Games, the Switch, and the PS4. Wow. It's going to be a brand new collection. Because it's going to include a previously unreleased version of Samurai Showdown 5. Perfect. Wow. Never released before. No kidding. So, yeah. So they, they just announced it. So we'll have you know Samurai Showdowns 1 through 5. And then there was a 5 special. But now it will include Samurai Showdown 5 perfect and uh, it's coming out uh next month for steam and the epic shop and then after that in july for the ps4 and the switch nice so big news for samurai showdown fans <laughs> money's buying it yeah, yeah oh, no, it. thank you <laughs> getting it digital then he's getting the physical then he's getting the collector's edition <laughs> <laughs> and then when they fuck it up and release the director's cut, he's gonna get right. that too. Snyder <laughs> <laughs> <a> cut, <laughs> and your fucking green hat, right? With the green hat and the blue hat <laughs> for for the low price of six ninety nine. Right, right. Well, if you want it, if you want it shoved up your ass now, you pay the extra six ninety nine. <laughs> and that's oh, all man. I got. That's funny. All right. Uh, well, you know, I was scrolling through the uh, through the book of face and the internets, and uh, you know, I came across a photo that I found very interesting because uh, it was kind of like the lead for an article, but the article just wasn't attached, and I tried to find the article, but it just wouldn't. I couldn't find it. But either way. I'll read you just a sentence or two that popped up on it. Um, And I found it particularly interesting. PlayStation 5's narrative focus. Head of Sony's PlayStation's Worldwide Studios, Herman Hulst, noted in an interview that Sony is very committed to quality exclusives and to strong narrative-driven single-player games heading into the PlayStation 5 era. Now, I found this interesting only because has has really any of Sony's exclusive titles from I, I'll, I'll go back as far as PS3 or maybe PS2. Have any of their exclusives really been geared towards an online audience? Yes. EverQuest Adventure. (laughs) 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 Ever released. I had the the, the pleasure, the epic pleasure of playing this fantastic game. I still have my copy, which I use as a coaster every day. Because what a magical adventure it was. That's funny. I think back on it fondly of all the questing I did. All the bullshit I didn't do because that game's trash. So, yes. I I don't know enough. Mm -hmm. I'd have to go back and look at lists because, as you guys know, I'm I'm a bargain bin gamer at this point. And I am not buying the new titles when they're released to get the full experiences. And by the time I get to most games, the online's dead. No, I, I get that. But, I mean... The three of us, for a very long time, spent a large portion of our professional careers working for GameStop. And we had to push these games and get reserves on these games and sell these games. And in to my knowledge, to my memory and recollection, the only really big exclusive, maybe two, and this is pushing it, Sony titles that I can think of that were multiplayer driven was SOCOM and Twisted Metal. But I don't know if there was Twisted Metal online with Black or not. I don't remember. 
think there might have been a version. I, I do believe there might have been a separate version. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. That's, twi- right? yeah. Twisted Metal yes. Online or something? Yeah. Yes. I think they made a special version that was online. Because that's right around the time, I believe, I'd have to check my timelines because my memory is, is such shit. But I believe, did Black release before the online adapter? I think so. Uh, I, think I think so, when yeah. When it came out, I think they released like an online version. Right, that me, was but... my thought. Yeah, no, that was my thought, that Black came out prior to the online adapter. And then the online adapter came, and they were like, wait, this is a perfect opportunity. We should be playing mm-hmm. the game we just released prior to the capabilities of playing online. Online. Right. So, but I don't, I don't think so, Lou. I want to say you're right, but again, I'd have to go back and check. All right. Well, I, I, I did a little bit of digging and those were the only ones that I found. I mean, when I think, um, yeah, sorry. Wasn't there that shitty Warhawk game for like the PS3 that was like just (laughs) online? It was online only. You know what? I think so. Yeah. I forgot that that was online. I saw the title, but it didn't even occur that that was online. Yeah, Yeah, you're right. So good, so memorable. <laughs> so I mean, that's that's three games, right? That mm-hmm. that are online. Um, so does that statement really mean anything? Like, I think it's great that they're focusing on single player and story driven narratives. I think it's great because you know there is a lot of online stuff going on, and I would like to experience some personal stories. Um, but when I think Sony exclusives. I think God of War. I think, mm-hmm. you know, Spider-Man that just released. Um, yeah. Uh, the, Arch- the Last of Us? Was that online? Yeah. No, uh, I don't think so. I mean, the Uncharted series was a single-player game, yeah. but they had a multiplayer aspect to it. But it wasn't that yeah. great. It was it was fun to do it, a couple rounds. Like, yeah. yeah, it was just some tacked-on thing. It wasn't really... It not, it's not why you play Uncharted. That's, Ex- that was my point. Right, exactly. Um so I, I'm reading this and I'm like, but then that doesn't really hold any water. That's kind of what you've always done. So what makes it any different? And, right. you know, it really got me thinking about what next gen is going to look like. And I and I said, this is probably going to be a reoccurring theme. And, you know, looking going going off of that and what we were talking about earlier also with the backwards compatibility. Uh-huh. I don't see any reason why if these new consoles are going to have, and I don't know if they are or they aren't, if they're going to have a CD drive or a drive for these games, if you already own a game, you should just be able to pop that bitch in, it reads the game, and it downloads it from your library, and now you got it, and you can play it on whatever the fuck you have. You know, the right. only the only exclusion in my mind should be, you know, you shouldn't be able to put a PS1 game into an Xbox and and play it because it you, you can't do that that's that's completely right. different but you know xbox is doing this whole smart delivery thing where you know if you buy the xbox one x version of something and then you upgrade you get those technical upgrades for free and then you can play it on your new brand new spanking new system right and you know sony has not uh announced anything to to that effect yet and a lot of the publishers have, but Sony has not. Um, well, I think you kind of hit the nail on the head earlier in the episode, though, Lou, when you said it's so early in the game. Yeah, exactly. I think it's probably too early to comment on the repercussions of a comment like that from Hermie. Because we don't know. I mean, we're still... And it's funny because we say we're so far out and we're really not. That's true. We're five months away. Yeah. But... There's just so much forthcoming information that people are going to need to validate or justify their purchase of a next-gen console mm-hmm. that carries the price tag that they've been talking about. Mm-hmm. I know personally I'm going to need a lot more information before I make my final decision of whether or not I'm getting one, yeah. even though I probably will when it goes on some sort of super sale. Sure. I, I, I agree. I, I, I need some more information also because at this point I think that the conversation is very one sided. I think Sony I mean I think Microsoft has been playing their hand a little bit more. Um and Sony still got their poker face on. Um 
Because and and they should. I mean, for all intents and purposes, they have won this generation. Um, so they can fucking hold their, you know, their cards close to the chest. They don't have to release shit. They don't have to be part of anything. Their system is going to sell regardless because it's fucking Sony and it's PlayStation. It's been doing it strong for all these years. But I just, I, I found it interesting that that quote was there and it's not really telling anything that we didn't know. So it's, I, I don't know if this is a thing of they're playing it close to the chest or they just got shit. Well, I want to I want to counterpoint the argument you just made about yeah. them playing things close to the best, and they don't have to release anything. Uh-huh. I just dis- I disagree. When your console is coming out in half a year, give or take, and with the cost of the console and a couple games and a second controller, you're going to be spending upwards of a thousand dollars. You do need to give me as much information as humanly possible, as early as you possibly can. So I can budget that money. It's too much fucking money. Yeah. To I, just say, hey, we're gonna wait to the you know a month before and say, hey, guess what? This is what we're doing. No, no, that's not how it's gonna work. That's a fair point. I think I think that's not, a fair point. I I when I when I say when I I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was gonna say when I say we're far out. I know that it's five months. It's less than than half a year at this point. But generally, most of this information. Um, would be talked about and announced at an E3, which is not happening. Um, So I'm assuming that with this whole summer of games thing that's coming next month, and we'll talk about that next week. I got some good information on it, but I'm still waiting on a couple of more things before I talk about it. Uh, I'm hoping that a lot of the stuff that they have scheduled where like I looked at the schedule for this thing and it says, um, you know, big reveal, big reveal, unannounced company, unannounced this. So they're still plugging in the holes. And I'm hoping that on some of those dates, we're going to have, you know, some of these companies, specifically Microsoft and and Sony talking about this stuff, because you're right. I mean, I'm going to eventually dish out money. I need to know how much I need to put aside. Right. And it's, it's a lot of money and it's holiday season. Am I going to jip my kids out of Christmas so I can get a PS five? Yes. I no might. Thanks. I, I might, really? I might jip my kids out of. I got you some virtual socks though. Exactly. I might jip my kids out <laughs> of Christmas. The DLC socks. You can put them on in the game. <laughs> yeah. I might jip them out of Christmas and get an Xbox. I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, I, I want to relay one of a, the funniest stories, funniest slash cruelest stories I've ever heard. A couple of years ago, when the uh, the last Xbox launched, uh-huh. I have a friend. All his kids wanted for Christmas was the new Xbox, and he couldn't afford it. Because he had just moved, and it, it just wasn't in the cards. Right. So he got them the box and <laughs> filled it with rocks. <laughs> How fucked up is that? That's funny. You know, I've seen just, videos. I've seen videos of parents do that with PS4, and they got the box, and they fill it They fill it with books and school supplies because the grades are bad. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, that fucking happened to me. Oh. <laughs> You want to hear the story? Please. Yes, please. All right, let's go off on a tangent. All right. So, yeah. So, so, so real quick. Yeah. I mean, I was, I was pretty young. I mean, I think I was maybe seven ish, you know, and all I wanted was the Nintendo, you know, and we, we had one, but it was, it was my older brothers and it was this typical shit. Like I couldn't play it when he wasn't around. And then when he wasn't around, I'd only have to play when he was. So I have to like sneak and play it when he wasn't around. And that's all I wanted. It's all I wanted was Nintendo. It's all I freaking wanted. So my birthday came around and I had like three or four birthday parties in a row at this arcade called Game Town that was right up the street. Right. And, you know, <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I had all my friends and, you know, we're at Game Town and they, and they have like a, a party room with like games that you play for free with no tokens and whatever, whatever. I'm right. having a great time. So now I'm opening presents and everything's great. And my brother comes with this this box that looks like you know a nice long box that's like the the whole action set you know the whole nes action set with rob the robot and the gun and all the games so he's like bob it's like here you go man you know you wanted to you wanted to tell i was like oh my god I'm like this is great and i open it up and it's just a box of fucking newspapers <laughs> and let me tell you i, I cried i cried that and is my- something 
that is something that an older brother would do. Yes, it is. That is something that an older brother would do. It's not something for a parent to do. Right. So after that, after that, my, my mom got me the Nintendo. But so he actually yeah. did you a favor. That's true. Right. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, he <laughs> knew what he was doing. <laughs> like some childhood trauma. To... <laughs> he guilted oh, your parents to buying you one. Right. That's funny. But yeah, I, yeah. I don't know. This whole, um, I, I, I'm waiting. I, I keep thinking in my head that June is going to be the month. And I'm really hoping that it is. I'm trying not to have high expectations because I I just don't know. These times are way too uncertain and unpredictable to really say what's going to happen. Um, you know, they could just be like, hey, listen, we're not going to be able to do it for this year. We're going to do it next year. We're going to have delays. They're expecting another round of, you know, infections or whatever. You never know. This, this year has been fucking insane. Well, Lou, don't hold your fucking breath. Yeah. I've, because it's true. how could I mean even how could they possibly I don't know how could they not be affected by this thing when the whole rest of the world is yeah Ag- agreed I agree um, you know the the good I guess from a video game perspective because nothing is good about the situation that we're in right now um, but from a video game perspective if they do delay it or if I decide not to get one I got plenty of shit to keep me busy it's not like I'm hurting right you know right. So, um, yeah. so I'm not too concerned I'm, about it. I'm still very much enjoying the current generation of Agre- consoles. I'm agree. in no rush. Yeah, I agree. 100%. No, I feel totally the same. I, I'm really in no rush. I have plenty of great stuff to play and to get to that I never got to before. Right. And uh, you know, just, just just to add on, I think I'm with Derek too. Like, I think you know, I think Sony um, needs to show me some more. I think Microsoft has done a little bit better job of like. Kind of like, hey, this is what our next generation console is going to be, and and Sony's kind of been like dragging their ass a little bit, and you know, I I think I would like to see more. I'd like to know more, and yeah, the time's you know getting close now. Like, yeah. you know, if not now, like when? When are you going to let right. me know about this shit? Yeah. So, right. but but hey, if they don't, I'm totally fine playing what I got. I got plenty of shit. Yeah, exactly. Me too. Exactly. But more to come on the uh, the next gen saga. It's it's unfolding, and there's things almost every day, and. You know, I try to pick the things that'll, you know, kind of spark some good thought provoking conversation here. Um, and I and I thought that was I thought that was one of them. There's a couple other things, but I'm, I'm going to, you know, spread them out over the next few episodes and moving closer to this launch. I think it's going to it's going to be interesting. OK, cool. Side note. Yep. If you guys think speaking of console launches, if you guys think that I am going to let this month go by without commemorating the 25th anniversary of the Sega Saturn. You got another thing coming. So strap in, boys, for another three hours of Sega Saturn talk starting now. (laughs) Happy anniversary, Sega Saturn. Where's my Saturn Mini, damn it? (laughs) Coronavirus, Bob. Hold it in your breath. (laughs) I'm going to be a fossil. You got you'll you'll have to go get the Saturn in your anus. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh man. All right. Well, this would be a good time to remind our listeners that this episode or level of All Up in Your Geek is brought to you by the High Heel Gamer, the Oprah of the Nerd World. You can catch her on our website at thehighheelgamer.com on the Nacho Friends podcast every Wednesday at eight thirty ish PM and the podcast on Thursday. Boom. I'm getting better. Yeah. Well, you know, on that note, um, I got, I have a couple, two announcements, actually. Um, One is uh, throughout the last couple of weeks, you know, we've been working on a cross promotion deal and it has come, it has come through. So we'll have more information next week, but we will be doing some cross promoting uh, with another podcast called Issues With. It's a comic book podcast. Um, one of the co-hosts of which is the high heeled gamer. Um, yeah. So, yes. Yeah. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to this, uh, to this cross promotion and just, you know, this business in general, we've, you know, we have been, uh, doing this 90 episodes and it's good to see that, you know, we're getting out there and, and, and it's great. So we want to thank you guys for, for getting us there. Yeah. We have fun. It's a good time. Yeah. Um, the yeah, second, 
<laughs> so we'll have more information on the uh on that next week and uh actually i i didn't get a chance to uh to tell you guys but i'm actually doing a wrestling podcast oh yeah yes very cool i did yeah I, decide, I decided to put that together so uh we recorded the first one this past monday I hadn't had a chance to listen to it yet but it's coming it's uh, just fa- cool. just fans wrestling podcast JFW for short. Good for you, okay. buddy! Congratulations! Thank you. Thank you very much. And as we start getting that off the ground, I may have you guys on pick your brains a little bit about some old school shit. All right. Speaking of which, did any of you guys see the dark side of the the ring? Um, which one? The with Chris Benoit. Yes. Man, I, I watched that. That was. That was disturbing. That was some dark shit. (laughs) It was really dark, very heartbreaking. And you know what? It was two stories, really. You know, the story of Eddie Guerrero and the story of Chris Benoit and how it kind of intertwined. It fucking amazing. I know that you don't watch a lot of stuff money, but if you can at least watch that, those two episodes, because it was a two part, um, a two part episode. Absolutely fucking phenomenal. All right. I'll get to it. And without further ado, it's named that game time. Yes, it is, gentlemen. Now, I've heard through the grapevine there have been some complaints about the difficulty of Name That Game. So I have gone through a reshuffling of the format. Who's, who what said I'm going that? to do now... Who said that shit? I, you know, to my face, nobody. <laughs> but there, there have been rumblings. So, hmm. to appease our loyal listeners... I have changed the format a little bit. I've dumbed down the difficulty. I gotta dumb myself down. Yeah, I gotta dumb myself down. <laughs> That's, right. That's not too hard but, for me. <laughs> but in exchange for the dumbing down of the difficulty, uh-huh. you guys will not get three guesses anymore. I am gonna rattle off all of the clues one after the other. All right. And then you will get one guess. You may talk amongst yourselves. And come up with one guess. One guess between the two of us or one guess each? No, one guess between the two of you. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, just one guess total. Yeah, that is the cost for an easier difficulty. Well, whoever complained, thank you very fucking much. (laughs) Wait a minute, wait a minute. Can I get the pay to win DLC? (laughs) (laughs) Can I get the money cut? (laughs) So here we go. All right. Remember, I'm going to read all three clues. One, two, three, bam, and then you guys may talk. Clue number one, side-scrolling beat-em-up, developed and released by Sega in 1991. (laughs) Clue number two, like another classic title, Golden Axe, enemies come from all directions and had to be defeated before progressing. And clue number three, prior to its release... The working title was Avenues of Ire. (laughs) (laughs) Avenues of Ire, that's fucking great. (laughs) Well, I I don't know about I don't know about you, Bob, but I'm thinking it's Final Fight. (laughs) <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh man! Now, I we got to be real careful about this one, Bob, because it sounds like right. it's like it's really obvious. But yeah. you know, I'm automatically thinking Streets of Rage. However, there were three Streets of Rage games. Yeah. So. Yeah. There was nothing that's that told me about any of the uh the the sequels. So I believe right. yeah, I believe the original one was released in 91 though. Yeah, I think you're right because cuz the whole point of Streets of Rage was it was a it was a response to the Super Nintendo releasing with Final Fight. Right. And the Super Nintendo released like 1991 I think in the US or whatever. So it would have to have been around that that time. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I, I think yeah. That that to me, that was my thought was the original. Um, you know, especially if it's avenues of what what the fuck, I, you know, like <laughs> of ire. <laughs> yeah, avenues of my asshole. So. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean that that's that's my I think we're, we're our thought processes are, are the same, so. All right. Well, our I'll let you do the honors. Our <laughs> final answer is Streets of Rage. Ding ding ding. Boom. So there you have it, gentlemen. <laughs> and you have successfully guessed the first Easy mode, name that game. <laughs> Ninja bitch mode, name Ninja that game. <laughs> I did not know that it was originally supposed to be Streets of Ire. That's pretty, uh, Avenues of Ire. That's pretty funny. Yeah, me neither. Yeah, dude, I, I, made, I made that up. <laughs> that's funny. You got, yeah, I thought it was true. <laughs> you should have let it ride. It was, in, Japan, in Japan, it was bare knuckle. I know that. Never, oh, interesting. Never let the truth get in the way of a good story. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> right. Final fight was an, was originally called Last Battle. <laughs> Actually, it was called Street Fighter '89, but but you know who's, who's counting? <laughs> who's keeping track? That's yeah. funny. All right, and with that, we're going to bring this level to a close. Thank you guys for listening. We hope you enjoyed the show. You can keep, uh, I'm sorry, keep sending us your emails to allupinyourgeek at gmail.com. Follow us on all forms of social media at allupinyourgeek. And until next week, geek up. Shut the fuck up. <laughs>